Ladies and gentlemen, I've already read in your hearing the passage of scripture that I wanted to read. Mansions in the Father's house. Dr. John R. Rice said, Doubtless the Savior facing the torments of Gethsemane. Don't worry too much about what you're going through. Just think about what Jesus Christ went through. And maybe you'll get a different perspective. His betrayal by Judas. A man who had been around him for three and a half years. He almost graduated from the Jesus Christ University. But he had a devil. All people who betray Jesus, they have a devil. I don't care if it's a pastor, a deacon, a trustee, a whole church. My son, Daniel White the Fourth, and I wrote a book titled The Judas Church. <clears throat> and uh uh, which was very, I mean, we saw it then, I saw it then, happening then. I believe he saw it then as well. Uh, uh, it was not as uh, bad as it is now, but anybody who has just one spiritual eye can see that many pastors and churches have become Judases against God and against Christ. They have been bought. That's why the foolishness that's going on in the church and in the public school system and in the government about homosexuality, so-called homosexual marriage, so-called um, transgenderism, that's a thing now, Teachers with blue hair and purple hair and pink hair telling your little girl you need to become a boy and having her breasts cut off without your knowledge and without your consent, having your son's penis cut off without your knowledge and without your consent. I don't know where they got their authority from. I believe the devil is behind it and the government is allowing it to happen. And, and, and making and, and they have to make your children hate you, despise you, no matter how, how good of a parent you were. They have to make your children hate you and despise you and want to curse you. And, uh, and some, some of the poor young people do it and they really don't want to do it, but they got to go along because they've been paid too. Torments of Gethsemane, his betrayal, his des desertion also by the disciples. And not only have, uh, and, and thank you Lord for bringing this to my attention, not only have people in the church become Judases against God and Jesus Christ and the Word of God, but many more have deserted Christ. Many have not deserted the church building because that's where they do some of their evil. But they have deserted Jesus Christ. They have forsaken him. 
And and what did what did Peter do? Denied him. You got three different uh, evil things that people do against God in Jesus found in the apostles in the lives of the apostles you have Judas which we have talked about the most then you have Peter who denied Jesus Christ three times thrice and then mo all, the rest of them deserted Jesus Christ my 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 you wonder why the church is not showing up today you wonder why the church is so quiet because that's that's exactly what has happened in this day and time that's why I say we are living in the days of the worst Laodicean church in the history of the world and I believe Jesus Christ has spewed this church out of his mouth that's why you can that's why you got 70 to 80 percent of the preachers quitting or thinking about quitting they were never saved they were never called by God to preach they they uh, evidently they were, they were volunteers like Andy Stanley that's what he said he was a volunteer he just volunteered he said he was not called and that's why he's a heretic And yes, I'm going to get in trouble for that. These devilish evangelicals, these sweet evangelicals and Protestants and Catholics, they'll use my own family against me. If they could get to my wife, they'll use her against me. But the devil already has her. She's my greatest enemy. She's my thorn in the flesh why she shows up and shows out for God when my other enemies come is beyond me other than I know God has heard my prayers thousands of prayers down through the years and uh, even though we have what some would call a bad marriage after 35 years of being married uh, I thank God I have somebody with me in the empty nest syndrome or the empty nest situation I thank God for that and I and, and if she knows God I believe deep down she thanks God for that we have uh, this relationship uh, that uh, has been going on for 35 years and, uh, and my wife has heard me say and I have said it to God in prayer I think God for uh, the privilege and the blessing of sex anytime I want it without guilt did you hear me because I got most of you I'm challenging most of you some of you have quit already because you hate each other you walk around like uh, uh, two uh, ships in the night passing by each other both of you fat so there's very little space in the hallway and, uh, listen to me. A man said last night, that, and by the way, there are many people who are concerned. This was a secular guy who are concerned about men. This man revealed from his polling and and his research. This guy's a genius. I can't remember his name. He, he's a genius. He he just came out with a book. 
where he just used the charts. He said, I'm not, gonna, I'm not even going to give you people the words. I'm going to give you the research, the charts, to show you what in the world has been going on since 1945 and into the future. I said, go ahead, doctor. You a bad man. I said, go ahead, doctor. I might even get that book. I don't get many books. But after listening to him last night, you know what he said? He said most young men who are supposed to be having sex, sex, sex all of the time, they have not had sex in over a year with a woman. I said, what? See, see from my generation, when we were young, that, that was... That, uh, that was unheard of. Because I, I, I have never been able to shake Felicia in those tight jeans. Mm -mm. No sir, no ma'am. I, I, I have never, listen to me, I've never gotten over that. And I think all men ought to be that way because when God made the woman... <coughs> He made the most beautiful thing on this earth. And I've seen many beautiful things. I'm looking at a, 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 some food that my, my sister Diane. And I know my, I know my daughter Danny told her what to get. Because she knows I love this kind of food. I'm looking, it's beautiful to me. It's very tempting. But Danny B's not going to eat it because I have not taken myself to a restaurant. And I've been very tempted with all these, all this talk about Subways. But uh, let me just tell you a little thing about the Subway sandwich. Have all these superstars pushing Subway. I know they're paying a billion dollars for this ad campaign. Have you seen any one of them bite the sandwich though? No. They just hold the sandwich up. They, they don't, they, 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 I have not seen one of them, all the superstars, bite into that sandwich. You know why? Because the Subway sandwich, excuse me, they have a bad reputation now. Especially with that tuna, which is not tuna. And stuff like that. It has a bad reputation. They're paying those 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 athletes a whole lot of money, but uh, Danny B is not going up there. I'm I'm tempted. Uh, and something came to me and said, "Well, you know, uh, with this new campaign, they uh they they might have it together now." I said, "Well, that's fine. I'm not going up there." And my daughter Danny and my uh, my sweet sister-in-law. Diane, they bought me, they, they know how to get to a man's heart, but they flat out did it. At first I thought it was some Jamaican food, but it was something else that I love. And it's better for me than Jamaican food. But I'm not going to eat it. I, I, thought that, I thought they bought me some homemade Jamaican food, and I probably would have ate that. But uh, they bought me something from a store. I haven't had, listen to me, I haven't even had a Chick-fil-A sandwich in over three years. You would think I would have lost some weight, more weight than what I have. I haven't had anything from a restaurant in over three years. My daughter Danny sent me 
Some uh, sent me a gift card at a high-class steak place. I didn't even go there. And the only reason is God told me not to do it. God told me not to go to these places. Don't be going to these restaurants. I have not been to a barber shop in three years. Almost three years. Why? Oh, because God just not, he just checked my, put a check in my spirit. Don't do that. I have not been in a church building in three years. Uh, uh, and, and, and so forth. So, um, it's, it's very beautiful. I can see it right here. It's going to be hard for me to do away with it. Probably going to have to send them their money back, but I can't do it. But I have never gotten over a beautiful, fat woman. And I don't understand what's wrong with men. And then the, the woman, the woman uh, tapped, uh, she, she piped in. And I, I, I respect her. I respect her. She's, a, she's, a very, she's very womanly. And she's a, she's a girly girl. And she was interviewing this man. And by her, her femininity, she, he was, she was driving him crazy. But she piped in. She said, well, they masturbating, aren't they? Uh, looking at pornography. He, he, he said, yeah, he, he conceded that. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Well, okay. Well, they, I mean, um, but, but you say they're not having sex with women. Nope. They, they, they're afraid of women. You got men who are bitter and angry at women. And, and uh, women, to me, are the most interesting creatures in the world. And But, I, I, but I, I will say this. God gave me a quote yesterday. I was lying down in the bed. Uh, yesterday, uh, my wife was in there typing something, and I told her, type this up, write this up. God just gave it to me. And uh, I told her that the most beautiful woman in the world is the woman who is obedient to God, submissive to God, and obedient and submissive to her husband. And then I said, the most handsome man in the world is a man who is obedient to God and who is faithful to God. Certainly in God's sight. But anyway, the trial before the Sanhedrin and Pilate and the agonies of the cross, Jesus Christ went through a lot. Broken heart. That's part of the reason why he died. Because he, had a, he died of a broken heart. His disciples deserted him. All of them. Peter, his chief apostle, denied him. Not once. Not twice. Thrice. Three times. Judas betrayed him. Jesus was not shocked because he knew he had a devil. And by the way, those of you who have a Judas or two in your life, you know they've been a Judas for years. You're not shocked that they betray you now and curse you now and hate you now. You're not shocked. They've been Judases for years. They were just waiting for the right opportunity to betray you. That's all, just like Judas. Uh, because, see, you're going to spot that demon in them as they come on up. Uh, Jesus Christ was himself sweetly comforted by remembering that happy place to which he was going back to. 
And I have told you down through the years, people wrote a book, somebody wrote a book about uh, the great uh, Prime Minister of England, Winston Churchill, doing, during those tumultuous years. And they titled the book, I remember seeing the title of the book in the library in my mind's eye. They titled the book, A Young Man in a Hurry. I said, go ahead. Now, that's, I like that. But after reading the New Testament, if, if you read the New Testament through, like in one sitting or, you know, a series of days, you will see the first young man in a hurry, Jesus Christ. He was here to do a job, but uh, he was in a hurry to get up back to where he came from. Okay. He loved everybody, tried to help everybody, died for everybody, but he well, he didn't stay here long. He didn't stay here long. He was a young man in a hurry. He was the first one. He was going and where he would prepare many mansions for his own redeemed people. Certain it is that countless millions have learned not to let their hearts be troubled. Uh, don't let your heart be troubled, people. And, and then there, there, there's some of you who even claim to be Christians. You have a troubled spirit and a troubled mind and a troubled heart from the time you get up in the morning until you go to bed. You, you don't know how to choose like Diane chose today, my, my uh, wife's sister. To just suck it up and say, you know what, I'm going to do the right thing here. See, that's what a Christian will do. You can't, you don't have the ability to suck it up and obey what Jesus Christ just told you. And let not your heart be troubled. Stop fretting. Stop worrying. Obey the command of Christ. It's, it, yes, it is a choice. God will help you though. It is a choice, but God will help you. No matter what the circumstances, no matter what the situation, you uh, are not to let your heart be troubled. And things are bad now. You may wake up tomorrow in a nuclear flame or radiation all over the place. The American government has already bought 300 million dollars worth of radiation pills. The President of the United States, and he would not say this if this was not real. He can't. They won't let him. The Defense Department would not let him say it. His advisors would not let him say it if it was not a real threat. They told him it is a real threat. It's up to you, Mr. President, whether or not you want to tell the American people. But somebody else is already telling them, so you might as well tell them, because I told them before the President said it. To go ahead on and, and uh, you know, and I told them uh, why. I said, now, I said, look, I said, look here, in an article, it's online right now. I said, the American government cannot keep secrets like Israel. They are the best at it. However, they do a pretty good job. 
And if they don't want you to know something, you're not going to know it. That's that's it. And this right here, this news story about the $300 million worth of radiation pills that they bought, they, they just bought, they wanted you to know about that. That's their soft way of alerting you to a serious problem that could happen. And don't be shocked if a nuclear bomb is dropped. Don't be shocked. Don't be shocked. I know you. I know you think it's unbelievable. I know that won't happen. Don't don't be thinking like that. Do not think like that. In an article that I wrote today to President Biden, President uh, Zelensky, and President Putin, I told them to remember what Jesus Christ said: "Be wise as serpents, and harmless as doves." And uh, blessed are the peacemakers. That's what I told them. You, re you people really need to think about what you're doing. Uh, I mean, this world is going to be blown to pieces one day. But you need to let God take care of that and not you. And so lay aside your pride. And, and get to the negotiation table real quick. Before, you, before something bad happens that cannot be undone. Hearts be troubled as the sweet realization of heaven as an actual literal place has come home to their hearts. <clears throat> Those who have hearts that are troubled. When you truly think about the fact, listen to me carefully, that Jesus Christ has prepared a place for you where you will have your own mansion. <clears throat> And it will be a billion times better than the mansion you think you have right now. And see, then you'll get to that stage in your life and you get to that point in your life where King was. When King said so eloquently, it doesn't matter to me now. <clears throat> Longevity has its place. Very few, very few people could say it like he what a gift very few people it doesn't matter to me now he meant that thing it looked like he had a tear in his eye when he said it it doesn't matter to me now see when you can get a glimpse of heaven then you can you can talk like that or whatever whatever persecution whatever children brainwashed whatever uh, wife been fighting against, against you for 35 years whatever money is low and debts are high whatever when you can get a real vision of heaven you can say with king it doesn't matter to me now it doesn't matter what they do to me now that's what he was saying because he he knew he was going to die <coughs> Pardon me. You say, preacher, how did he know God told him? God will tell you that. If you're, close to, if you're walking with God, God will let you know. God will let you know. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. God will let you know when bad things are getting ready to happen. Strange things are getting ready to happen. People popping up on you without letting you know they're coming. All that kind of stuff. God will tell you if you pray without ceasing like you're supposed to. 
God will warn you <clears throat> of stuff brewing. And they may hold back for a while because they know they have been exposed, but they're going to come back and try to create some mess. And, and God will tell you when. And you know what you ought to do? Be prepared for it. But be like Christ and don't say a mumbling word. You just stay prayerful to God. Stay faithful to God. And do God's will. Until you leave here. In the rapture or through death. This this beautiful thought about heaven comes home to their hearts and to our hearts. Don't think of heaven as a ghostly, unreal, indefinite, nebulous state. A gassy place. It is a real place. A place as literal and as concrete as the house you sit in today. As physically real as the city where you live today. Human telescopes cannot see on what distant planet or star is the paradise of God. If, may I say, it is on a star or a planet. Because the heaven that the Bible talks about in Revelation is going to be four square very unique where in the tabernacle of God with his street of gold and gates of pearl amen Jesus is preparing many mansions but though human eyes are too dim to reach it it is there a physical place and may I say to you tonight that heaven is there and if heaven is there a literal place hell is there as well <clears throat> a literal burning hell now some scientists believe that they have found a planet <clears throat> that's made up of oceans and lakes and rivers of molten fire I still believe that hell is in the center of the earth. <clears throat> and for why is there fire and molten fire burning in the center of the earth? The most important question is, <clears throat> pardon me, where are you going tonight? Where are you going right now? Do you know? I was glad to hear that my sister-in-law was saved and on her way to heaven. Are you on your way to heaven when you die? Do you know when you got saved? And that's another question. My my uh, wife, uh, who surprised me, asked her. Cause she said, yes, I got saved. 
And my wife came back and asked her, uh, 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 Diane, when did you get saved? And Diane told her she had an answer about three years ago, and I got baptized too. I said, all righty then. That's what we need to be hearing now. Huh? Can you remember a time you got saved from hell? Huh? Do you remember the time you met Jesus? Because I'm here to tell you, if you truly met him, you will never forget it. I remember the, the time of day I got saved. I remember the date. December the 19th, 1979. I shall never forget it. You say, well, preacher, how did you get saved? Well, I'm going to tell you the same thing the man told me, Michael Lewis told me. <coughs> Pardon me. And showed me from the Word of God. First of all, the Bible says we are sinners. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have done evil in his sight. <clears throat> Haven't we? Here are just some of the Ten Commandments that we have broken. Lying. Dishonesty. <clears throat> Deceit. Stealing. Robbing. Lusting after people and things. Coveting. Uh, what other people have. Dishonoring your parents. Disobeying your parents. Dishonoring God by taking God's name in vain. Have you ever committed any of these sins? How about adultery? How about fornication? Any sex outside of marriage? How about homosexuality and lesbianism? Are you guilty? Are you living in those sins? How about lusting after beautiful women on pornography? Looking at pornography. And on and on. We could go. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That includes me. That includes Joel Osteen, pastor of the largest church in America. That includes uh, the Pope and the Dalai Lama. Everybody. We're all sinners. And then the Bible says, secondly, I'm telling you exactly what the man told me over 43 years ago. And what he showed me from the Bible. The Bible says, the wages of sin is death. That means that we all die from our sins, because of our sins. Not because of coronavirus or cancer or a car crash. Our sins. Is why we die. Our sinful nature. Haven't you ever wondered. How that you don't have to teach a child. To steal or to lie. Or to be selfish. You have to train them not to be that. They come out of the womb that way. 
And that's why you sin. The motions of sins are in you. We have a sinful nature passed down to us from our forefathers and foremothers. And we choose to sin, don't we? We know we shouldn't sin, but we choose to sin. So we must take responsibility for our sins. And because of our sin, uh, we die. And God wants you to know that he loves you and he has provided for he has provided a way for you to get your sins forgiven and cleansed away so that you can go to heaven and not go to hell where you deserve and that is by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ who said the most important words in the history of the world for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So dear friend believe in the Lord Jesus Christ otherwise you will perish in hell. It's up to you. You say well preacher I love sin too much. Sin is so pleasurable and yes I know it is because I've sinned before it's, it's, but the Bible says it's pleasurable for a little while and so don't get caught up with that believe on the Lord Jesus Christ for Jesus Christ said the reason why people don't get saved is because they love darkness more than they love light and there's a hell to shun and a heaven to gain uh, did you know that Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible did you know that Jesus Christ preached more on hell than he did about heaven? And he said in his sermons, he expressed that it was a literal burning hell. It is a place just like New York City is a place. It is a place just like your house is a place. Your town is a place. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Saved from what? I have to bring this up because no one brought it up to me when I was growing up. Saved from the literal burning hell and saved to heaven. That's what this is about. Now there's a whole lot of things once you get saved. a whole lot of things God will do in your life and so forth. But the main thing is that you're getting your soul saved from hell and saved to heaven for the divine reset that's going to happen in the future. You're never going to be perfect down here. But God has done everything he could do to get your soul saved from the destruction of hell. <coughs> continual destruction of hell and to get you up to heaven with him and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ if you have not done that do that now believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved 
pray and ask him to save you. Call on his name. For the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Follow me in prayer. In the sinner's prayer, repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. For I have committed those sins that the preacher pointed out from your Ten Commandments. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. <clears throat> Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change and help me to repent of my sins and uh, help me to turn from my evil lifestyle and to follow you in the newness of life in Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake Amen <clears throat> Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ because that's all it takes, and you called on his name in sincerity, may I say congratulations to you for doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now, to grow in your faith, your new faith in Christ. Please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book free of charge. And Diane, if you're listening, you can go there right now. I'm sure that my daughter Danny will let you, well you have your own phone, and download that book. And there's another book right beside it. Download that book. It's, it's titled How to Be Saved from Hell. Uh, straight from the Bible. <coughs> it's free. So you don't have to pay for anything. And that goes for the rest of you. You don't have to pay for anything. Just download it free of charge. Start reading it within a minute. And it will give you the next steps as to what you need to do as a Bible-believing Christian. And uh, also email us and let us know that you got saved and uh, 
If you have a prayer request, send that in and let us know about it, and we'll pray for you until you tell us to stop. And also, we'll send you some uh, more uh, uh, literature to help you to grow in the faith and answer your questions. And so, dear friends, <clears throat> uh, pardon me. <clears throat> 